Luke 17. Now, in the last several weeks, we have been talking about a wounded worshiper. Will you say that? A wounded worshiper. Again, what, what Holy Spirit wished to convey by talking about a wounded worshiper, we're talking about individuals or believers particularly who willfully choose to hold or harbor offenses. So we're talking about someone who intentionally holds offenses. So what are we talking about? People who choose to hold offenses willingly. And let me say this, offense is a choice. I may not can stop it from coming, but I'm in control, Jay, of whether or not it takes root. It doesn't have to take root. And most of the times it takes root because we are immature in our walk with God. And we've seen this throughout the scripture, uh, Psalms 119, 165, great peace have they that love your law or your word, and nothing offends them. In other words, because I'm such a lover, one who lives in agreement with the word of God, I don't allow things that comes to trap me take root. Why? Because I trust God's sister givers more so than I do the offense. And to live in agreement with the word, it, it, you're trusting God rather than the circumstance or the situation. Are you with me? So we're talking about individuals who willfully chooses to harbor offenses. Now, again, this started in John, and of course we will get back to that. Uh, the Word of God tells us that God is seeking true worshipers to worship Him. All worship is not true worship. True worship is when you worship the Father in spirit and in truth, okay? And write this down, and I, I, don't, I want to review just a little, and the reason why it's beneficial to review, especially on this subject, and I think more Christians wouldn't hold on to offenses so long if they would hear it more often. And let me tell you something. One message on offense is not going to suffice for somebody who's deeply offended. Two messages on offense will not suffice for someone who's bound by those offenses. Three messages. And I'm saying that to say, you know, it, it, in the reason I believe Holy Spirit keeps reiterating this is perhaps to give that individual an opportunity. You know what? I, I, I resisted it the first time I heard it. I resisted it the second time, but today is my day of freedom. Are you with me? Uh, is it Proverbs 18 and 19? Let me show you something. And the reason why this is so hard is because to win an offended brother is because they're choosing to hold it. A brother offended is <laughs> harder to win than a strong city. So it's easier for you to seize a strong city than, than to win, and that's strong, than to win an offended brother. Why? Because they willfully choose to hold up. And here's one of the things we got to realize. It just makes you that much more bitter 
and it gets worse. Are you with me? Now, worship, and, and we said this, and, and I want you to get this because when I understand true worship, I'm going to live in agreement with the Word of God. We said worship is the, listen to this now, is the response of a grateful and humble individual to the only living God where submission, sacrificial service, I, oh, okay, she has it up there, praise, agreement, testimony, gratitude are freely expressed in innumerable ways. And just let me say this, when, when there is true worship, there's going to be submission, sacrifice, agreement, praise, testimony. You remember the, the lady who, the, uh, from Samaria that Jesus was having uh, the conversation with after um, she got, after Jesus was finished with her, what, she went and spread her testimony. Are you with me? But there is agreement, and agreement is simply living. Whatever God says to do, guess what you do? Hmm? You do it. So when we live in agreement, is to love what he loved, and we've seen this throughout this teaching, and to hate what he hates. Now, then to worship, it gives your life meaning. That's why we worship. It, it gives us meaning. It shows that you honor God, that you reverence God, that you are devoted to him. We're talking about true worship now. Because, again, you have people who worship, but they're not true worship. What I mean by that? They, they pick and choose what part of the Word of God they want to live in agreement with. <laughs> you just can't live in agreement with the portions that you like and not the portions that you don't like. A true worshiper lives in agreement with the Word of God. Are you here? So then, too, when there's true worship, there's no one or no thing above God in your life. Not even an offense. See, the offense becomes above when I cling to the offense more so than what the Word tells me to do relative to offenses. Are you here? Remember, you shall worship the Lord your God and Him only shall you serve. And let me say this, man is instinctively a worshiper, and we've said this. So the question is not will we or will we not worship, but rather it is what will we worship. You're going to worship somebody or something. And it's more advantageous for you when you live in agreement with God. Again, great peace have those that love your law. So when I live in agreement with the Word of God, great peace will that person experience. Now, throughout this teaching, we also said that God, and we've seen this in 1 Corinthians 12, 18, God places the members in the body as it pleases him. Who places the members? <coughs> Excuse me. Who places the members? God places the members. So you have to understand this. If God places me in the body, it's Satan's job to get me out of the body. If God puts me in the place, Satan wants you out of place. Notice, he wanted the worship for himself. He wanted to exalt his throne above the throne of God. So since he can't be God and have what we give God, he wants to make sure that you don't offer God what God deserves. Are you here? 
So, so you want to make sure that, and we've seen this in Ephesians 4, 3, that we have to endeavor to keep the unity in the spirit and the bond of peace. Okay? So understanding that, you have to realize that Satan is after unity. That's why he keeps most believers offended. And there are more believers, and, and I gave you some stats some years, some years ago about how the majority of believers live, I think it was like 80% live offended. So something we have to realize is that offense is going to come, but it's up to me whether or not I let it take root. Are you with me? And we said point number one. Who remembers point number one? Who remembers point number one? Thank you, son. Trying to worship while wounded will kill your witness. I'll write that down. Trying to worship while wounded, while harboring offenses will kill your witness. And for the sake of time, I don't have, let's just refer to the verses. We've explained these verses the last couple of weeks, and you can't, it can't get any more clear than what we've explained. Hebrews 12, 14 and 15. <laughs> Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see God. We explain verse 14. And we found out which holiness we are to pursue. So again, the writer is not saying that you won't see God if you're not at peace with people. Are you with me? So this verse speaks of our witness before men. In life, in other words, when we abide in Christ, others will see God in us. Not if, again, you didn't get it right with Earl, you're not going to see God. That's not what it's saying. Get it right with Earl. But the writer was encouraging people who were being persecuted because they left Judaism for Christianity. And under Judaism... They, they were bound by keeping the various sacrifices and, 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 and ceremonials and you all familiar with the law of Moses. So, but, but Christ satisfied that. Christ, he goes to explain how Christ's priesthood is far more superior than the priesthood of the old covenant. Are you with me? So his thing was because of the persecution, he was afraid that there would be those who would defect the faith and go back to Judaism. So he was telling me, even in the midst of this persecution, pursue peace with all people and holiness. For without, no one will see the Lord in you. Being that if they can't see the Lord in you, it will cause other Jews not to want to serve the Lord that you said you serve. Are you with me? We explain. Y'all not going to get me hooked up on that again. Go get last week's. So, so we, we know which holiness we ought to pursue. We know there's positional holiness. You get that when? At the moment you're converted. You are positionally holy. Right? And if Tamara wants to put up the verses from last week, she can, but I'm moving. Then, then we said there's practical and or practical or progressive holiness. That's what we should be doing every day. Then there's what is called permanent or perfect holiness. You get that when you see Jesus face to face. So we know here in context, he's talking about pursue what? Progressive holiness. Are you here? 
So who remembers this? Okay, progressive sanctification, that's something that involves our what? Our obedience and cooperation. We must cultivate this daily. Okay? Y'all remember that? So what he was saying is that without practical sanctification, others will not see the Lord in you. Are you with me? All right, then we went to verse 15. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Watch this now. Again, and we know by Galatians 5 and 4 that we fall short of the grace of God when we try to appease God or make ourselves right before God based upon our own efforts. So when you try to do this thing on your own, you're falling short of the grace of God because you're trying to fix something that you don't have the power to fix. That's why most stay bitter so long. Because if I had the power to fix it, we would never would allow it to go this long. And let me say this. Even when you release it, you have to understand there's a healing process. And don't let people tell you you're supposed to forget it. Forgive and forget. What is that scripture? You may not never forget it. What some things you won't ever forget. But the true essence of forgiveness is to act or to treat you as if the offense never happened. Who gets that? Not that I'm going to forget it. Now you remember. Why? Because I got the wound to prove it. Every time you see the scar, you're going to be reminded of, but there's no more acrimony. Why? Because I really forgave her. So the true essence of forgiveness is to treat someone as if what? The offense never took place. Who gets that? Can I move on? So what's the true essence of forgiveness? To, to act as if the offense never happened. So when I see Jay, I'm not going to treat Jay like it just happened. I'm going to treat Jay like it never happened. Why? Because I really forgave him. Who gets that? So don't think you're going to forget. And that's, that gets people hung up because you think you're supposed to forget what he done. Now I remember what that. I remember what he done. <laughs> but I forgave him, so I treat him like it never happened. Who gets that? All right, can we move from there? All right, now, because we need, we need to cover some ground. So... Notice he said, lest any ruler of business springing up causes trouble. So here's what happens. When I don't trust God and trust God with this thing, it, notice it says, springing up causing trouble. And by this, many become defiled. And since you ever, you heard the term hurt people, hurt people. See, that's an example of someone becoming defiled. Why? Because I'm so, this thing has gripped me so that I want everybody around me to feel what I feel. It doesn't matter who you hurt in the process. Are you with me? So that word bitterness in the Greek, it literally means an embittered, resentful spirit. And that's what most people who allow that thing to take root, they have bitter, resentful spirits. And that shouldn't be so among believers. 
Can I, let me take a sip. As Pastor T used to say, I still say, that should not be so among believers. I'm giving you nuggets as I teach. You, you know why sometimes we don't forget? We're not lovers of the word. Just reacting based upon how we've always done, how things happen to us, what we were exposed to. So we treat our brothers and sisters in Christ just like we did when we were in the streets. That shouldn't be so among believers. I'm just saying it's quicker to forgive to start the healing process, but, no, but you have to realize you, there's going to be things you feel, emotions, in, but I have entrusted it to God. And see, when you do that, Brother Damien, guess what? That's when that peace, that great peace starts coming in and overshowering you. Why? Because I've entrusted this God, and it ain't based upon how, my, how I feel. See? Because the enemy will constantly remind you of what he did, what she said, how many times she said it. But if you really forgave, you have to tell Satan, I have given this thing over to God, and I will not be moved by this thing again. But from that root of bitterness springs anger, wrath, ill-speaking, cursing, hatred, envy, jealousy, that too. That's why you see people, they begin to malign people, people who are bitter. That's why they speak evil. You got to remember, and we're going to see this here in a second, that word offense is the Greek word scandalin, from which we get the English word scandal. So someone who scandalizes you is someone who speaks maliciously about you, trying to run you in the ground. Anybody ever done that before? Like your best friend, when he hurt you, the stuff that you kept secret for so long, oh, I'm telling all his business. You know he filed bankruptcy, don't you? You know that's his fifth wife, don't you? You know that's such as a, but, but see, only because being scandalous now. <laughs> Pastor, what you saying? I can't be married five times, bro. Look, we're not even talking about that. We're talking about a wounded worshiper. Don't go there. Amen. Sis, whoever, whoever thought that. Hey, go get seven if you want. That's between you and Jesus, man. Lord Jesus. Not at one time, though. Get divorced and gone. I told somebody the other day, you are not allowed to get married again. You have been married too many times. I said all that to say this. Get on the next marriage tribe session. Amen. Amen. Real quickly so we can move on. All the married people look at your spouse and say, listen, if you don't work with us, you're the only one for me. Come on. Tell your spouse. Y'all don't want to tell your spouse that? 
Okay. I seen somebody hug me like that. Yeah. <laughs> like Pastor T say, I'm your wife for life. You can't go where they try. Well, y'all heard her. God is good. And marriages can be blissful. They're supposed to be blissful. But most oftentimes, we don't have the necessary tools because we really weren't taught about marriage other than what we were exposed to. And God forbid, depending on what era mama and daddy and them grew up in, what, what they knew about marriage other than just having a bunch of babies. That's what most people thought marriage was, just have a bunch of babies. And if they had no word, what do you think they got their thoughts and ideas about marriage? And I'm telling you, it, it, and, and let me say this, and I'm going to move on. It's not that they were incompatible. They really could have been meant for each other. But because they had no tools, so when things happened, they didn't know how to handle it. Why? Because I do not have adequate tools. So it wasn't that you weren't supposed to be. We just didn't avail ourselves to get the necessary tools. That's why it's so important to get counseling. Get it on the front end. Don't, don't, don't you know, don't wait till he done just or she done just Packed up and took everything down to a mama's house. No, you, you, no, no, bruh. Get up with, no, bruh. Now, let me move on because I, I feel somebody pulling on this. No, you're not going to do me like that today because we, 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 on, we on something else. But I will encourage you. It's not, let, do me it's Christmas, so because they look at it. I don't want to look at nobody and be like, hell, he talking about me. I don't even know your situation. But, but watch this. It's not too late. And don't let pride keep you from saying, you know what, I had no tools. But I am willing to sit down in front of somebody who can give me the adequate tools. I'm just saying that. I don't, I don't know who that's for. I'm just saying that. I, don't, I heard that. It ain't for me. I'm done. I'm... But, 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 but the point is, guys, it's... I just need tools with anything. These little young kids out here, oh, Lord. 17, 18, let me tell you something. I was telling my son, look, look, your brain isn't fully developed until you're about 21 to 25. Uh, God bless you, whoever. But let me tell you something. A 17, 18-year-old, these little kids, they, don't, they can't comprehend commitment, Jay, like a full-grown, mature adult. You got adults who don't understand commitment. So they, 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 they get in these entanglements, as they say, y'all say now, and, and they upset when he, look, Earl, Earl's not but 16. How you expect Earl to act like he, Earl's going to be all over the place. Earl's hormones are out of control. So don't expect Earl to be disciplined at 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 as a full-grown man who understands commitment and has adequate tools. You're putting too much pressure on yourself, man. 
Man, I'm just saying, why is marriage on your mind and you haven't even finished high school? You haven't even finished college. Uh, learn some kind of trade. I mean, why is marriage on your mind and you don't have tools? Who is this for? The Lord done shifted this thing. So we can just have to talk about this next week, I guess, because y'all pulling on this relationship thing today. But, but I, and I'm just saying, get the necessary tools. Learn how to conduct yourself in a relationship. There are certain things you should look for. Then you have to ask yourself, you know, can he provide? Because if you can't feed me, and you can't feed yourself, we don't need to be doing anything that could possibly introduce another mouth to feed. No, no, we need to be trying to get established where we can, first of all, eat and have shelter. Adam had his own spot, the garden. He had his own place. It was the garden. He had a job. Well, how do you know? Because the Lord told him to tend and to keep it. This is your job. So we know he had a, his own place and adequate income before the woman even came. Then it was time for Eve. Why? Because I got somewhere for her to lay her head. I got something for her to eat. Then we can start being fruitful and multiply. But a lot of times we try to be fruitful and multiply. Nowhere to lay our head. Nowhere to eat. God's better than that. And I love you, man. And I'm just saying, well, well, Pastor, if I don't put the, the, the cart before the horse, what do I do now? Get adequate tools. And what happens, and this, this is where the frustration comes in relationships, for a lot of relationships. You know, the, because I don't have the tools and don't know how. So what I do, I hit things. Why? Because I'm frustrated. Because in your mind you're thinking, I really love him. But since I don't know what to do, boom, hit him. And that's, there's never, let, let me say something. Nobody has the right to put their hands on you in a relationship. Let, let me tell you, if he hit you one time, that sucker will hit you again. And if she, same thing, if she hit you one time, she'll hit you again. And I'm just saying this, get help. Talk to somebody. Why? Because you deserve more than that. Listen, my mama didn't beat on me. My father didn't beat on me. And I am not going to let you beat on me. My mama didn't talk to me crazy. My father didn't talk to me crazy. I am beloved of God. I am the apple of his eye. And I will not let this jive turkey call me crazy. Talk to me crazy. Are y'all here? So it, it, it's not that, it's not always, Jay, that he don't know. Or, or, or he don't love you, don't like, because the attraction may be real. It's just that the boy don't have tools. There, there, was, no fig, there, there, what, what, there was no father figure in his house. See, in Bible days, it was the father's job to teach people the law, teach people the word, and teach his sons how to hunt 
or to get gain. That was the father's job. How to raise a family. See, see my, my father, even though he, he was a pastor, he was a brick mason by trade. So at eight, nine, we on the job. Me and my brothers, stacking block, making mud until we got old enough to lay. But even as little boys, no, I couldn't wear flip. I didn't, no, no, couldn't. I didn't wear flip flops until after I got married. Still don't wear them. But that was like, if you wore flip flops around my father, you was about to, that was like, that was like, <laughs> you want to see a man get hot. Like, what's that on your feet? They get you some work boots. <laughs> so I wore work boots all through high school. <laughs> now I did have sneakers, but I did I kept some work boots though. But but you know, if, if, if you weren't in the shower, you better, better be something on your feet. Walk around the house with socks on. No, you, your shoes stayed on until you went to bed. Anybody's shoes off was the bishop's shoes because he was he was a breadwinner. Matter of fact, when daddy would come home, when dad would come home, we would rush to the door and pull his shoes off and, you know, hey, go sit down and go rest because th this was the man that was providing. So, 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 it, you know, and he taught family values, how to love your family, how to love your wife. So, so, but if I'm not exposed to that, although I, I want it and, and want to do I don't know how to do it. So guess what? You get frustrated. And how we take it out, usually punching holes in the wall or, God forbid, you're hitting your significant other or talking, because it, it, and they just don't know how. So that's why it, it, even if someone says, hey, man, I want to marry you, sir, ma'am, get counseling. Sit down in front of somebody, man. Don't just, don't, don't just go, don't just, just, don't just do it. Let me say it that way. Get some help. And, and look, there's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know. I don't know. You think two 16-year-olds, 70, 18, know about parenting? How to raise a baby? I mean, really, I mean. Are you here? So, so did... Not just get counseling, expose yourself to read books, <laughs> get information. Why? That's getting tools. You have marriages right now who have the potential to be all that in the bag of chips. But if he or she doesn't have adequate tools, it, it, it could be more tumultuous than you're like, man, I know I love him, and, and I hear this too. I know God put us together. Yeah, but I still need tools. He might have put you together, but if you're going to stay together, you may want to avail yourself to some tools. Then two guys, have a vision for your family. Have a vision. Let me tell you, woman, ladies, I would be Skeptical of following a man who doesn't follow God. Where you lead me, bruh? Where we going? 
humbly when I scoff humbly. See, not, see there's, and I tell people all the time, there's always warning signs. You know why they go ignored? Emotions. Emotions. Oh, he's cute. Oh, girl, he's oh, girl. He got them 20 fouls on the car. And all that. Look, and we, no. It, look, 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 man. Woman. Don't, don't be moved by the flash. Matter of fact, when you have your own flash, you never move by. Can't nobody throw that in your face like, man, get out of here with that. What was what, that? He out there spinning the wheels in front of you. You're like, what's that? <laughs> what's your credit score like? Oh, ah, well, I, that was deep water right there, boy. I, my feet done got wet on that joker. <laughs> Y'all know we not on uh, our message topic, right? What's the credit like? Because I'm going to tell you now, man, it's going to be hard if both of our credit scores are just beat to death. So now, like in them former, them early years, that's when I need to be working on it. When I'm, you know, if I'm 18, 19, 20, talking about getting married, I, I want to start building and establishing myself. Because you're going to have to have somewhere to take her, right? I mean, unless you're a scrub. <laughs> I, the TLC story was on last night, and that's the first I just heard that scrub. I mean, unless you want to scrub. Sometimes they got messages in those songs. Yeah. I don't, who want to scrub? That's what some of us need to be saying. Man, you can't get no love over here. Hanging outside of the pastor's ride, trying to uh, let me, uh, I don't, find that song, play a little bit of it. I don't know, find it, yeah, find it. I, you know I can't sing. Help me out. You see me drowning, help me. But what's the credit? What's the credit? <clears throat> you see me out here struggling. Play the song, man. Who's with me? Listen, I'm just encouraging. So I want my credit to be right, right? For your sake. Just say, if his is not strong, we can follow on yours. I'm going to work on mine. And if mine not strong, if, if hers not strong, we can follow his while I get mine together. But if both of us, when the blind lead the blind, we both. Because I'm going to tell you, there's no such thing as good loving when your score beat down. You can't get, when you can't get, a, when you can't get approved for anything, there's no such thing as good loving. And you don't want no man written to own everything. Ooh, ooh. Boy, I, boy, the brothers are mad at me. Ain't one brother smile. They're like, man. Man, I know exactly where you're going to be out the church. Dry turkey. <laughs> I love you, brothers. 
I'm trying to help you, man. Well, all the brothers say amen. See, not one said amen. All the women said amen. <laughs> what was I saying? Look, and they still haven't found the song. Some of y'all saints is on the fence. Find that song for me. There's, there's some of y'all who still kind of got that club, baby, you know, still. Uh. Well, look, um, what was I saying? We're talking about the credit. Uh, that, yeah, we got to do that. Holy Spirit going to bring it back to me. Right. We, we were on that. Then, then we said something about the, bro- the brothers. We said something about the brothers. There you go. See, that's a good listener. You don't want to rent to own everything. Because here's the thing. By the time you pay for that TV, first of all, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be old by the time you get done paying for it. You, what you paying every month. TV was originally $400. But by the time you get done paying, it's $9,000. Furniture. And and see, I understand, you know, but but here's the thing. There's so many other ways you can get good furniture now. On Facebook market, different places. You know, man, I got a matter of fact, I, I see people giving stuff. Somebody has something the other day. Look, we moving. If you come get it, it's yours. Nice furniture. See? So, 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 but, but the point is, I, I, I have to get myself into position. Are you here? So, so, so this is not a brother beat down or female beat down. It's about, you know what? If I had adequate tools, even relative to offense, I won't let things take root so much. I, I wouldn't be so sensitive about, you know, he said this and it got me been out of shape. She, she said, this. here's the thing, it's not what they say to you. It's whether or not you believe what they said about you is true or not. So if it's just your opinion, that's all it is. There's nothing wrong with that. It's his opinion. And when you are secure in who you are, who God called you, you will never be bothered by another man or woman's opinion of you. Are you here? So some people prefer taller people. That's, if that's what they want, there's nothing wrong. Don't let that get you bent out of shape. Why? Because there's always somebody who wants someone who's not as tall. You hear? It's just there, oh, oh, I like your hair this way. But that's your opinion. And you know what? Because you let that wear on you so much, you never wear your hair like that again. You, you got to you divorce yourself from people's opinions. Wear it however you want to wear it. Are you here? So now where are we at? See, see, now, now watch this go viral. I just wanted y'all to hear a little portion of it. Y'all hear that? Hey, come on, do like you were doing last night. Ah, yeah. Oh, Pastor, 
All right, that's good. Some of y'all are like, oh, yeah. No, man, sit down. No, stay right where you are, man. Don't go back. That, it was bumping last night, though. I had to, I kept rewinding it, playing back with that subwoofer. Boom, boom. And I had the house rocking last night. <laughs> I was rocking. Yes, Lord. Watch this, it's still saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and probably going to pump it up when I leave, just because I want to hear it again. <laughs> I can't believe he said it. Okay. I'm going to follow you to your car. Before you get there and see what. Pops on when the car crack up. Honey, did you leave it on 102.5? <laughs> Somebody think about that. Now it's 102.5. He might really, knowing him, he'll really come out there to the car. Listen, listen. We said point number two, and we'll pick up here next week because I, I, I won't even try to go any further. And this is what we're going to actually start next week in Luke 17, 1 through 4. But point number two is the opportunity to become offended will not cease. So what's point number two? The opportunity to become offended will not cease. And we'll pick up there. But, but listen, and this is a ministry where we are, we're led by Holy Spirit. And I, I, I learned a long time ago, don't be afraid to shift when he shifts. And I, I don't know who is in what situation uh, relative to relationship-wise, perhaps. You, you may be dealing with some things. We're going to give you a moment here and a moment to, to, to uh, just come into agreement with you. But I would say this. It, it's not that um, maybe he or she don't love you. It's, for a lot of times, they don't know how. And if someone's not being taught how to do something, you can do more damage than good. Why? Because I have no idea what I'm doing. You ever tried to fix something without proper instruction? or And all it did was make you that much more frustrated. And usually, I messed something up that was fine because I had no idea what I was doing. So I want to admonish you. Uh, um, get the adequate tools. Those of you who are contemplating marriage or perhaps you just entered into a relationship, uh, if you want it to be blissful, I want to admonish you to, you need the proper tools. That's one of the, one of the things, one of the reasons why we have our tribe meetings is to give individuals adequate tools relative to finances, to marriage, to being single. Uh, health and fitness, health and wellness, whatever it is. Uh, but, but, but that's it. It's the twos. Relative to offense, you know why some people stay offended so long? They don't have the adequate twos. They don't know how to forget why. Because I grew up in an environment 
that we held things. And we said, I won't ever forgive him or her. So guess what? You could subconsciously pick that up and find yourself not forgiving others. Are you here? So, 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 but we'll pick up next week on point number two, the opportunity to become offended will not cease. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Listen, I have a couple of invitations and I want to offer a man to you named Jesus. <clears throat> the only one that could die for you did die for you. That was the man Jesus. The word of God declares that no other name, no other name has been given under heaven whereby man must be saved. So if on today, if you're someone, if you're that man, you're that woman who have never professed Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I offer him to you today. And let me say this, there's nothing that you could have done, there's nothing that you could be in the midst of whereby provision has not already been made for your salvation. He is waiting on you. As a matter of fact, the Word of God lets us know that we can't even come to God except He draw us. So if you feel the Spirit of God pressing upon you, I ask you, open the door and receive Him. Today is your day. Listen, I've heard it all. Pastor, you just don't know what kind of life I lived or things I've done, yeah. But all of that was paid for by the man Jesus at Calvary's cross. So, sir, ma'am, I implore you again, whether you're in person or via, watching via our e-church, if this is you, if you're that man, if you're that woman who's ready to surrender your life to Jesus on today, those of you who are in person, I ask that you slip up your hand. And those of you who are watching via e-church community, I want you to comment, I said yes to Jesus. And we have one of our elders to reach out to you immediately following this service. So if you are in the house and you say, preacher, that's me, that's me, that's me. Listen, there's no need to be ashamed, no need to be afraid. It's never our intention to put anyone on the spot. But heaven rejoices when one man repents. So we like to acknowledge the fact that another man, another woman has devoted their life to Christ. So if you're in here and that is you, uh, I ask you again, don't be ashamed. If you slip over your hand, one of our elders will minister to you right now. Anyone, anyone. And I sense that there's someone, but... Uh, those of you who are spirit-filled, if you will, pray silently in the spirit because um, the Lord wants to move in this place today. So if this is you, I'll give you a moment. You're saying, preacher, that is me. I, it, maybe you have questions about it. You, 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 maybe you're a person who's uh, unchurched, not familiar with what we call church and you want <clears throat> some information on the whole salvation experience. What is it? What does it mean? Where do I go from here? What do I do? We have leaders, again, who are more than ample to answer these questions for you. So if this is you, slip up your hand, slip up your hand. Anyone, anyone. If this is you, high enough where I could, you know, just right above your shoulder. Anyone, 
and, and guys in the back, I want you guys to be looking if you guys see someone that, that I may not see. Um, we want to make sure that they get ministered to. Amen. Well, come on, let's give the Lord a, a hand clap of praise. Listen, those of you who responded, uh, elders, anyone in a yellow, what is that? What does your shirt say today? Welcome home shirt uh, is able to minister to you. Those of you, uh, make sure that any hands that were raised, you guys uh, assist those individuals. And the church said, amen. Um, listen, guys, again, Holy Spirit, for whatever reason, redirected today's messages, message. So, uh, and this is the thing about God. You know, you would never go to the place especially where God has sent you or where he purposed you to be and you not get what you're supposed to get. <laughs> Amen. So um, whatever portion was for you, you take your necessary portion and be a good steward over your portion whereby the enemy won't come and try to pluck it up whereby you can bear much fruit. So be a good steward over the portion that you did receive or you felt like was for you. Amen. But I do want to admonish you to um, continue to come and get these uh, teachers, especially on offense, because that, that's that's a big problem. And a lot of people don't realize how much the little things that Solomon talks about is what causes us uh, to trip up in life. It's, you know, he talks about the little foxes, spars, divine, and it's, it, in essence, he was saying it's those little things that causes big challenges in relationships. And sometimes, and here's what we don't realize a lot of times, when we come to a church, we come for some with offenses. Then some get offenses once they're placed where God has placed them. But here's the thing. You have to realize they're going to come. But the thing is, I do not have to let it take root. It's going to come. But I determine whether or not that thing's going to take root. And since I entrust it with God, I'm not going to allow myself to come bitter. Watch this, because I was approached by someone who probably didn't have the adequate tools. See, some people coming at you, they don't know why they're the way they are. So, so, and if you get to the place where you don't take everything personally, that's a good place to start. Don't even charge it to the heart. Amen. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.